Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls this is going to be episode 208 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn this week's going to be a little bit different i am in the middle so bradley is to my right that's at bsauce 96 and bobby is to my left that's at bobby timmons 13 uh together we are at black flag pod on all things social media now we are going to get right down to business folks um officially Black Flag Podcast has uh, opened up an investigation in terms of uh, a black cat incident at uh, Auto Club Speedway uh, this past Sunday, and I, I know uh, this is very near and dear to Bob um, and, and Bradley. Um, so uh, anybody who has any information on this, please uh, please forward it to Bob because I personally don't really give a shit. But uh, well, uh, that was incredibly rude of you. Um, <laughs> I know that Bobby, Bobby's over there. He's, he's actually, uh, he's tearing up. I can see it in his eyes. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to play a sad song. Are we, are we, <laughs> we going to play Sarah McLaughlin right now? Or? Rest in peace, <laughs> Fontana cat. Fontana cat's life was cut short tragically during the NASCAR <laughs> cup series race. You can hear <laughs> him crying in California on Sunday. Oh, February 26th, I think. Um, what started as what I thought was just a cute little black cat. Charlie's crying hysterically. <laughs> wandering the racing surface by Ross Chastain's number one car quickly turned tragic when reports on Reddit and other social media outlets. Um, Jeez. Horrifying images of the cat being scooped off the racetrack with a shovel started to surface. And it was made very clear that Fontana Cat had given his life for the sport of auto racing. Oh, he was put into a trash can. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, initial reports thought that maybe Ryan Ryan Blaney was the culprit. Mm, I don't but think further so. <laughs> further reports may have indicated it could have been Bubba Wallace or Joey Logano. Or Corey LaJoy. He had everything else on the racetrack. <laughs> Hell, it might have been Sheldon Creed. <laughs> Montana Cat deserved better. 
that he did. We're gonna. <laughs> he will be missed dearly. And uh, rest in peace, Fontana Cat. <laughs> We're all terribly shaken by this tragedy. All nine lives gone in one turn. <laughs> Do you think he got hit by nine different cars? <laughs> if, if that cat got hit nine times in the same race, that is just simply natural selection at that point. Yeah, like, what the fuck was the cat doing on the racetrack to begin with? Like, how did you get here, buddy? Do you yeah. think he's there with the star gopher? Oh, I sure oh, hope Fontana Cat's okay. Uh, I don't think he's going to be okay, Brad. Oh, no. Uh... Oh, currently in the ICU. Anyways, guys, moment of silence for Fontana Cat. The music won't stop, so it's not a real moment of silence. <laughs> I feel like I'm at church. I can see his silhouette going up into the heavens. Did you just Google sad music? Uh, sad royalty free music so that we don't get sued for playing that I learned my lesson <laughs> I respect that that, uh, that is uh, that was correct R.I.P. Yeah. Fontana Cat um, probably uh, like last year what a way to go out yesterday what a way to go out <laughs> yeah and that did I had actually forgot all about the Star Speedway gopher that got murked last year but uh, <laughs> this tragic story uh, reminded me of the poor son of a bitch in a late model that hit a gopher at star <laughs> so so we now have uh star groundhog or gopher groundhog and uh fontana cat and then the og of animals getting marked on the racetrack there was a phoenix coyote not the hockey team but mm. um there was legit a coyote at a phoenix test oh, session yeah. that went through the grill it was like when they first came out it with went the like car. through the windshield didn't it oh yeah it was like yeah. its head was like in the shroud <laughs> mm. yeah. It was like when they first came out with the, like the car tomorrow, and they were testing it at Phoenix, and this fucking dog ran on the racetrack and got <laughs> smoked. It's or just went, hibernating. Or when Dale smoked a seagull. Oh, that that is the OG OG that, of animals. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting hit, but mm. they're seagulls. Yeah, yeah fuck seagulls. Yeah. yeah, that's my grinds my gears. Bitch pigeon <laughs> seagulls. Um, no sky rats. Um, uh, so anyway, rest in peace, Fontana Cat. You'll be missed. Um, you you deserve better. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're so shooken up that we uh, had to change our seating arrangement around for the first time ever. Um, since, since this setup, yeah, yeah, and it's really changed because you're a dipshit and forgot your charger in Massachusetts. I did, yeah, yeah. I uh, my my mor my morning commute started at uh, four thirty this morning. Um, went straight to work and uh, worked a ten hour shift, and now we're here. Um, and uh, about halfway through my overtime today, uh, Amanda was like, "Hey, uh." What a chance you have an extra charger. And I was like, silly. Like, I'm not driving back down to give you a fucking charger. Like, would you lose it? And she's like, yeah, yours is under my bed. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's uh, got to be a huge problem because we got got an interview with Craig Lutz. We got an episode. And then we're doing a Patreon show. And I was like, it's just a type C. Four six nine a month, patreon.com slash backslap podcast. You can uh, listen to tonight's Patreon show that is going to be an exclusive three-hour breakdown of season three of Outer Banks. Yes, yes. Three hours? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. um, so, so does it matter if I didn't do my homework? It's not. It's not going to be that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So I, uh, I'm currently uh, on a, a Type C uh, Samsung fast charger that has done nothing but move my charge. It says it's charging, but it's going down, so I have to sit next to the wall to uh, babysit it. But uh, yeah, I'm an absolute dipshit. Uh, you can give me the weapon of the week, or you could just give it to Sheldon Creed. Dipshit's a term of endearment. It is. It is. is it? Yeah. So actually, when, when we call each other dipshits, uh, yes. Yes. 
I can just rifle off my grinds, my gears, because we already talked about them. Uh, fucking uh, seagulls. So uh, yesterday, <laughs> I went and <laughs> I went and uh, got a car wash for twenty dollars. I was like, that's ah, probably a good time for it, you know? There's no roads, snow. On roads the are awful salty. Horizon. Yeah, my truck was fucking white. There was so much salt on it. I was like, yeah, twenty dollar fucking car wash. Well, I pull into Hannaford today to get some tea because I feel like shit. And uh, I come out, and there's a couple of fucking dipshits, uh, not pigeons. not using uh, that in a term of dump, endearment. Dump ducks. Yeah, yeah a couple of fucking sky yeah, rats. They were absolutely dump ducks because there was a couple <laughs> fucking there was a couple assholes that were uh, sitting there on their lunch break, uh, their tr- at their trade job, just fucking rifling French fries come into on. the middle, like right in front of my truck. To the point where I get in my truck, shit and I'm like, I'm like, I can't even go straight to pull out of this spot, so I have to back up now. Up. So I'm fucking pissed. I'm like, whatever. These guys are assholes. They then like one of them gets so excited, he throws his sandwich up in the air. They're all flying around and shit. My truck is now covered in seagull shit. So uh, twenty dollars right down the shitter. <sighs> pun intended. Literally. Fuck those guys. At least the seagull shit won't rot the steel in your truck like the road salt does. Yeah, it might melt the steel beams, but. That's my grinds, my gears. Seagull shit is used to fuel jet planes? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Does George Bush know this? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you know that, Bob? I'm sure he does, actually. Yeah, He's probably okay. well aware. Uh, so, yeah, in other news, uh, the NASCARing did happen this weekend. Uh, yeah, just, just one day. No practice, well, no qualifying. Just bring your cars, and race <laughs> the feature, and go home the way racing should be. Well, it has, like, a little COVID race action. Just show the fuck up. Uh Put on a mask and just go out there and uh, hit some shit. If you're Josh Barry or Sheldon Creed or Corey LaJoy. LaJoy had a tough day. Yeah. He, he did hit a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. He uh, he got ran into the 16. That wasn't his fault. Oh. Um, but he did absolutely ship Brad Kay. And uh, racing gods have a way of making it come full circle. Get it? Because it's a circle track. <laughs> And uh, Tyler Reddick just cleaned him out in the middle of the front stretch. So Spe- speaking of bad days, Tyler Reddick in the Xfinity race um, mm, he, was just a pinball. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he didn't really do anything ball. wrong, but I think everybody did the uh, the family guy at ten now, go- like going down the straightaway <laughs> and got sandwiched into the wall like four times. Oh, oh my yeah, god! Josh, my, Josh Barry tried to I, just make him yeah, part of the super barrier. I would have gone nuclear. He's he's having the, a fuck the, of a year. Not the second time, not the third time, but the fourth time that happened to me in the same race, I would have gone ballistic. Oh, they they showed Josh Barry's move, and I was I was I almost got in my truck and went out and hit someone. <laughs> I was first, so first motherfucker with a Bass Pro Shops hat on is getting wrecked. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one thousand percent my weapon of the week. The minute I saw it, I was like, "You weren't even close to clear." Like, Not what the even. fuck are you doing? Does Bass Pro Shops own Cabela's? Yeah. Yes. So Brad yes. was going to drive to Cabela's and hit all the cars in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking. Just put a cinder block on the gas pedal and just hit Dude, shit until I can't anymore. Tyler yeah. salutes and then smashes <laughs> into a fucking Honda 4Runner. Yeah. Oh, but what, a, what an absolute fucking kick in the balls, though, because most of those guys do a double duty. They're trying to do the Xfinity race to get ready for the cup race, right? <laughs> and then it gets rained out, so no, they have get, to race after. Yeah, it gets, like, snowed out. Oh, yeah. They have oh, to on stay Saturday. Late. In fucking Southern California, for the first time, yeah, if ever. you had a uh, if you had snowy mountain backdrop on your bingo card uh, for California, why did you show up to the bingo game? But you would have won. <laughs> uh, that was actually kind of sick. Like, yeah, it did look cool. It like, looked the cool. snow-covered mountains in the background. It looked but... cool. But all those guys trying to get ready for the Cup race now had to wait 
Sunday to start by lineup or by owner's points. So they're starting 53rd. To fucking then go into the Xfinity race afterwards and have to wait to do the race now and then get fucking what's destroyed. What's worse, being a guy that had to wait around to drive in the Xfinity race or being Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano who had to wait around to call the Xfinity race? Yeah, well, they actually had to wait around because they're going on trial. So uh, <laughs> well, that's true. They might have killed the cat. Justice for Fontana Cat. Have yeah. we put together a, a, a legal team for yes. the cat yet? Yep. Uh, we need like a we need a cork board with like pictures and strings. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Well, where gonna, were you on lap twenty eight? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have one. Uh, I actually uh, I've been I've been going through all the uh, the information that has been given to us, um, and uh, I have uh, I've narrowed it down to uh, to Ryan Blaney. I don't um, think it was Ryan Blaney because the red paint that they thought was blood was like by the headlight, meaning that uh, Fontana Cat would have had to have jumped about <laughs> three feet in the air before it got in. Yeah, yeah, completely uh, disregard the fact that he, uh, when on that chain reaction crash, went head on into the Auto Club Speedway that was red written banner paint on the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was probably from that. But Ryan Blaney's on there regardless because uh, we need his alibi. Uh, I, I, would, I, I just find it hard to believe that there's no video evidence. Yeah, prove you didn't hit the cat, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Who's got uh, fur on the headlight? Jo- Joey Logano. Guilty until proven innocent. It's totally the new move in 2023. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily know why. I haven't been able to find out, but a lot of people are speculating that it was Joey Logano, so I will keep him on I'm the okay court board. I'm also okay with that, yeah. Um, Bubba Wallace, I've also heard that one. Uh, he overheated, so that might have been a thing. He might have too many whiskers in his grill. <laughs> <For> um, <laughs> um, got a hairball. But see, the problem is we had we still had quite a bit of a carcass of a cat left on the racetrack. That so did take it very well. That was <laughs> that was very much, yeah, that, that thing would have been obliterated if it actually got hit. Do you think it just had a heart attack or what? I th- <laughs> maybe I, it just got clipped. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was like a deer where you just like smoke it in the ass and it's still like, Kind of troubles like tr- like I'd like to not focus whatever. on the on the trauma that uh, Fontana Cat uh, suffered. Please, Bob. Yeah. This this yeah. is the legal proceedings. Uh, We're gonna and, have to talk about uh, these greasy, greasy, any, gruesome we, details. We need the <laughs> autopsy. And, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and, anyways, we have uh, Ross Chastain uh, because he was pictured uh, as the last one next to uh, Fontana Cat. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm, I'm sorry to bring you here, Ross, but you were the last one to see him alive. Yeah, and, Where uh, were you the next lap? And Corey LaJoy because uh, he hit everything but the pace car, so he must have uh, been, uh, you know, he must have hit Fontana Cat as well. So uh, those are the five that we've narrowed it down to, and that will uh, have serious implications coming up to uh, to Vegas as uh, yeah, all those uh, guys. Black Flag Playbook, the uh, the what is it, sister show, flagship show? Yeah, it's a bonus. It's like a flagship it's a show, show to this. Well, this would be the flagship. Right, okay. Yeah. So, so that would be the sister show. The sister show, uh, Black Black Playbook, needs to know who hit the black cat because do not bet on them ever again yeah. for anything. And that's, and that's an absolute for, fucking tough one. Because that's what, like, isn't it like seven seven years? I don't or like know. ever? I've never hit one with a race car, so. <laughs> You've hit one with a regular car? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, no. With a hand? I'm very soft towards cats. You know that I would drive my truck into a telephone pole before I ever hit a cat. <laughs> That's very Dog, true. Eh, take my chances. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, yeah, I've, got, like I've got so many cats in this house that I, I kind of hit one on the, on a day-to-day basis on accident most of the time. Yeah, you try to my... give me one every time I'm here. Well, they're <laughs> underneath my fucking feet while I'm in the microwave or something. And yeah, all well, I hear is, wow! I'm like, fuck, get out of here! Yeah. Well, at least it's not in the microwave because that no. would be, uh, that'd be also another yeah, moment Don't of fuck with cats. No, no. That's, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, that was a wild show. Mm, yeah, that was yeah. That was the last time that we I think I believe there was a full breakdown. Down the show. <laughs> the fucking with the cats was like the fourth biggest thing to happen in that show, though. <laughs> like the dude eventually moved on to humans. Like 
I yeah, I have another. Is, maybe focus on the the dead humans part. Not the no, dead I'm cats, okay with killing humans. Don't, well, yeah, I'm okay with you. compared to animals. There's yeah. a lot of those people. Animals don't have personality, so you don't know if they're dicks or not. Well, I guess yeah, I think everyone everyone in Ohio is gonna die. I feel so like most cats are dicks. They can't speak, so like animals can't be like racist. Mm, that can't be true. I don't know. Yeah. They can't tell you about it if they are. Mm. So back I don't to say this without getting canceled. Okay. Uh, anyway. No, no <laughs> I want you to finish what you were going to say. Actually, no, no. so back back to racing. Let's see, Sanborn. One thing that did grind my gears uh, as well, actually, was the the people that were all up in arms that they, uh, even though there was a fairly high percent uh, chance of rain on Saturday, that they got the Xfinity cars in, like drivers in their cars, rolled them out onto the racetrack, and then it rained. And after they had dried the track, I, I mean, I'm. I'm no fucking rocket appliantist here, but I'm pretty sure that when uh, TV is supposed to go green at like 3:47 and the track is dry at 4:15, probably gonna probably gonna try. Um, I mean, TV spends a lot of money to be able to broadcast that shit, so uh, everyone's like, "Oh, NASCAR was such a stupid call." It's like that's literally what they're. Yeah, they, I mean, the Xfinity race then got relegated to Fox Sports Two, which mm-hmm. I was just gonna watch it on my phone while I visited my girlfriend at work, but I couldn't even watch it on my phone. I don't know why. I was a little. Uh, upset they by were that. saying so that, but. Because I was home all day yesterday. Basically, they were saying that if you're watching the cup race already on FS1, if you have a cable provider, you have to like go to FS2 somehow. And, yeah, like, and that's sign what I, your I tried to do that, and, uh, and I normally can. You just sign in through my Spectrum account, but it said that Fox Sports 2 was not being provided by your cable provider. Well, that so. sounds convenient. <laughs> so instead, I watched via Twitter clips and got a bunch of people mad at me. Nice. Yeah. Now, so that I. The thing that I have a problem with is that we're talking about everybody ripping on NASCAR, right? And we've already talked about they were in Southern California. And it was snowing. And it was snowing, which those of you that have never been to Southern California, it is typically hot. Yeah, and, it usually and, doesn't even rain. And never arid. Mind, never mind snow. And, like, dry and, like, brown because it doesn't have any precipitation. So Well, that train derailed, so now weird shit's happening. You get it. So... The the first time it like ever snows is also at a NASCAR event. I don't think anybody was prepared for it, which is fine. But it sounds like everybody got up at like oh god thirty in the morning Sunday and they started drying the track at like four thirty in the morning to get it all taken care of. And there was not so much as even a weeper in the racetrack for either of the races. So hats off to NASCAR. I know we like the shit on a lot of people, but I think they did a good job. Yeah, I, d- I think they did as well. Um, and Bob was talking about actually the uh, Sheldon Creed incident. I'm still uh, fighting with people. He's uh, yeah, yeah. This, kid just what t- this, this one kid just told me to uh, uh, try sit, try, sit be- try better, try less drugs next time. And I told him to try better insult next time because <laughs> I've done all the drugs. Yeah, um, I've that's, never done drugs. That's uh, uh, so, so I've heard math is good for you. Too. What happened? And if if you're a long time listener, this we've got a lot of long time listeners because my phone definitely uh, a lot of people are tagging me in these things. I am a proponent on if you spin your car out, <laughs> but you keep driving it to the point where you do save it from getting damaged, still not a save. Jimmy Johnson spun out at Dover seven times. Hell of a job not to destroy the thing on the inside wall because 99% of us would have for sure just fired that bitch right in the concrete. Jimmy didn't. He stayed with it, gas brake, spin it out, kept driving it. As a race car driver should. Not a save. He spun out seven fucking times. So, I've been... I've been uh, at the charge um, of this fight forever, and I'll never back down. Sheldon Creed yesterday, just straight Asian lady out of Family Guy. Good luck now. I turn now. Good luck, everybody else. Just hangs a left in the middle of the straightaway on Josh Berry to the point where Berry finally spins him out. Spins him out, meaning he lost control and was sliding through the pavement 
like the the pavement in the backstretch of California, I've always called it like a tarmac. There's just so much asphalt. There's no real infield. <clears throat> he spins one way, spins the other way. Doesn't do a complete 360, but he is spinning sideways out of control. Gasses it up right before he hits the wall. Just barely hits the wall and takes just enough spoiler angle out of it to make the car fast as fuck for the rest of the race. And keeps digging. A phenomenal piece of driving. Kept the car off the wall. Got to continue on his day. But was not, it not a save? But was it a save? He spun out. He fucking spun out. <laughs> yeah. He spun out and hit the wall. But is it a spin out if you didn't do a 360? He lost control and was sliding sideways. That to me is a spin. And he spun back the other way, so it's at least 180. Yeah. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a it wasn't like a drift. Like to me, a save is when you like fucking Mario Kart power slide that bitch off the corner and you almost spin it out, but then you keep it going. Not yeah. spin it, but kind of not spin it, but then kind of keep driving, but then kind of don't hit anything. Like. Also, also, he hit the wall. I yeah. So, <laughs> so Cow Tracer, uh, shout out Freddie and Brett and Jonathan Kraft. Um, they tweeted that the clip of it, and I was like, "Not a save, my friend," because they said, "Great save," but why? And I said, "Not a save, my friend." And it was it, it was game on. <laughs> yeah, all these fucking people, like all these kids that have never driven anything more than a diecast car across the fucking easy racetrack rug <laughs> that we all had as children are trying to tell me how I'm wrong. And I'm like, no, no. Of course I'm sitting at the bar by myself. Just fucking <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's thumb warrior over there. <laughs> uh, oh shit. I just accidentally liked that kid's tweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. my, so my phone just been going off. So I had to go, I had to take matters and uh, make it even worse so that when all these darfs that were trying to make fun of me would look at my profile, they would see at the top, uh, not me arguing with the NASCAR community on what a save is. Like, you can spin your car out and not smash into shit. Still not a save. You lost control, but had the wherewithal to stay with it and minimize the damage. Not a save. And then I shut Twitter off. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the way to do it, Bob. Show up, wreck stuff, leave. And then yep. I woke up this morning to a bunch of fucking hate mail. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and then the kid today, who this is now 24 hours later almost, telling me that I need to try less drugs. I'm like, eh, no, you need to try better insult dipshit. Like, maybe he needs to try better drugs. That's yeah. Hey. Some of them um, are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, does it the insults? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that that pretty much wraps up Fontana. At least we, we have won, a, we, have we a whole even won the race. Uh, the Xfinity race, yeah. John Hunter Nemechek. Oh, that's too bad. Cole Custer would have until he blew a right front tire, which was uh, detrimental to uh, my bank account. But <laughs> hate it uh, for the guys back at the pod. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was perfect because I had two guys in that race. I had Cole Custer and Austin Dillon. They were both uh, collected in the same exact incident, and then I didn't win any money. So uh, that was good. Was uh, actually going to pack it in a little early and uh, try to go to bed, but slept for a whole zero hours and zero minutes last night. So I'm fucking running on the most fumes of all time. Um, I, uh, I actually have a second weapon of the week and that is me. Um, typically, typically we, uh, we don't do one of them. I have two of them this week. So, uh, Josh Berry, uh, is my number one and me is the number two. So, uh, I got back from speed weeks obviously, and, and I've just been in uh, fairly rough shape. Um, uh, my, why would happen? My, well, yeah, my, my stomach's been all sorts of fucked up. Um, and, uh, so I was like, oh, do you just I, have perpetual bubble guts. Uh, not even really Nothing's that. worse than the bubble. Not guts. even really that. It's just that I have like pains where I didn't usually have pains, and it's like not bubble guts, which would be great if it was, because then I would just go sit down on a throne, and then I'd be fine. But um, so there is nothing more relieving than when you have bubble guts and you just let her, let her it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, like it was house a bottle of fucking Pepto and just 
Yeah, just, just see commit, what happens. Commit your afternoon. <laughs> to fucking put on a toilet. put on a helmet and try not to crack the ceiling. You know, <laughs> so do your best to recreate the scene from Dumb and Dumber. So I wake up yesterday and uh, we're going to. Well, actually, when I get down to uh, hang out with Amanda this weekend. The first thing I'm told is, oh, we're going out for bottomless mimosas on Sunday. I'm like, Tough. fucking perfect. Like, <laughs> let's go. And, like, I'm not going to turn that down. So it's $18. You have a two-hour limit, and you drink as many as you want. So on the way over there, I'm driving one vehicle. <laughs> shouldn't be legal. I'm, I'm driving, to do a fall down. I'm wow. driving one vehicle, and then there's another vehicle. And we sit down at the table, and uh, I was told that when we got there, the over-under was set at 20. And I was like, that seems egregious. Let's do it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, uh, wait. So when we're talking mimosas, are we talking, like, champagne glasses? Are we talking, like, fucking beer cups? Champagne talking- glasses. Like, they're... 20? Okay, come on. No. Mm. The, I'm I don't talking, know, champagne is a fucking violent drink. It, oh my fucking god. <laughs> One of my worst ever um, alcohol pukes is from champagne. The, oh, it yeah. It fucks you up so quick. So, so the, the, the main problem, like, so we sit down, right, and the lady pours everyone, like, OJ champagne. There was, like, well, there was an apple cider, like, mimosa that was being passed. It was whatever. But I get, like, my glass, and mine is, like, visibly bubbly and everyone else's is not and i was like oh i got the one that's gonna fuck me up the most like fantastic good start so i slug it down and there's there's now three guys there it's amanda's roommates and their boyfriends whatever so us three guys are all done before they even like look at theirs and so then we call over the lady to get another one we're just rolling now i mean like by the time like there's like seven of us at this table and they're going around starting from left to right going around well, seven of you, that's only three apiece. We're trying to... You should be able to hit that over. We're trying to... No, oh, we're it's, talking it's tw- per person. It was, yeah. It's per oh. person. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, so this is... Uh, it it turned into a competition under. on the Notes app where it was just the three guys' names. And it, every time that we, t- we got a drink, you'd or after, after you finished it, obviously, you'd get one tally. So now... It's a competition is who can get their glass to the front of the table, get one mimosa, slug it by the time they come back to you, and then get a second mimosa and slug that one as well. Oh, you got to get track position. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and I'm talking like there's, yeah, there's moments. Tough if you go a lap down. There. I went down. I went down. I'm third and I can't fucking keep up. <laughs> we were all neck and neck through like eight mimosas. And then, and then one, and then one kid gets half of a mimosa. And he's like, well, I'm up by a half because he slugged half of it. And then she poured the rest in the glass. And he's like, I'm up by half. I'm like, fuck, like, that's true. So now I throw my glass to the front of the line, slug the first mimosa, get back to like my actual spot, which is fourth in line. Like it's not even close to the front. So I literally had to chug the thing, drink half of it, drink the other half. And fucking he only gets like a half or whatever. Somehow we, we ended up even. So I'm like, all right, we're good. We're good. So we're neck and neck through like 12 mimosas. And then. The lady comes back and she gives me like an app or no, she gives me a cranberry one. And there is not much in this on this planet I hate more than cranberry juice. I slug this cranberry mimosa and I'm like, oh no, this is not good. So I go into the bathroom, I get thirteen, and I'm like, I'm gonna throw up everywhere. And oh, I get I thought you were gonna say a back potty, not a top potty. No, no, I go into the bathroom to go throw blow up on a motor. Well, I went to go like gag myself and fucking force blow the motor, just like really step on the gas and just rev the piss out of it. <clears throat> well, does that not disqualify you from the competition if you pull the trigger? Well it it it, it, it would, yeah. But I so I, I tried to. I couldn't even do it. So I just ended up peeing, fucking going back out, slugging another couple of mimosas. We're at like 14. Like maybe I think I hit 14 and a half. And then I actually blew the motor. <laughs> and I unloaded the backup car. And I went back out there and drank a couple more. And they were like, did you throw up? I was like, yeah. They're like, how many times? Like once. So like that, that, that takes one off of your total. I was like, whatever. All right. Kept drinking them. Wait a minute. So you can that drink. should take ten. Off I was going to say you, you drink fourteen mimosas, you throw up once, which is going to be all fourteen of your mimosas, and it's only going to take one tally off. Yeah, 
I would win this competition. No, so so I well, yeah, I'd be ha- I'd be hand firing. So I <laughs> drink puke, drink Wait, puke, drink puke. Oh, so I, I look like that scene from Family Guy where I they're all just puking every three seconds. I thought you were making the bottom of the table stick. But by the end of by the end of the by, by the end of it, I think that we only hit like fifteen, whatever, fourteen and a half, fifteen, and then which is still we, plenty. Well, yeah, and then so at the end though, there was one kid that was down by like two or three. He grabbed three, like the girls had stopped drinking because like someone had to drive home, um, and I obviously wasn't. So why he? Um, yeah. <laughs> this is breakfast. We're on the too. backup <laughs> car. Yeah, yeah. Keep in mind that that's probably the reason there was a throw up is because there was really no food in the system before fourteen of them got piled in there. And even if there was food, it was like an egg. So we didn't even <laughs> make it. Yeah, we didn't even make it to the two hour limit. We hit like an hour and twenty five, and we were like, we need to check. And then we fucked off. So now, like, I think we're all tied. Like leaving there. It, maybe one of the kids was up by like one. We get back, and everyone's like, let's do a tequila shot. Nope. There is nothing in the nope. world that I wanted to do less. <laughs> But I, my, mama ain't raised no fucking quitter. <laughs> Brad ain't no bitch. So what do I do? I take a tequila shot, immediately throw up twice in the bathroom. <laughs> and I yeah, was like, of course you did. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll lose gracefully. I think with the two knocked off the tally, I ended up with like 13 and a half. They roll. Day. They just roll. Bra- sh- they're just rolling Brad's backup car onto the lift gate, missing two wheels. <laughs> yeah. Doors yeah. ripped off. So, so we get oil in. running out of the engine because there's a giant hole in the block. We get in. We like I get into Amanda's room, turn on the race. Uh, next thing I know, I wake up. It's the end of stage two. I'm like, fantastic. I have quite literally the worst fucking headache that I have ever had in my entire <laughs> life to the point where I'm one of those people that just straight up doesn't take a seat aminophen or ibuprofen I, I i don't the last time i did was probably a year ago and i walked downstairs and ashley was like hey, do you want any uh advil i was like yes, yes. <laughs> please rush it up yeah. and let me snort it yeah. right now. so so Sometimes i had to you take just that. have to i had i just had to do it and uh so but i would like to say that uh, amanda and i had already talked about this we actually planned on not drinking from speed weeks until april 1st and How's i told that going? her yeah well that's not nah, right so i so we obviously we we then decided that we were going to do march but then i told her there's a couple stipulations i was like i need to drink at least twice in march once for theo vaughn because we're like front row and i don't want to be front row sober and then second uh Jaden concert on tuesday at the end of march so i was like i need two passes that's awful disrespectful to the irish i was yeah i know i'm also very irish so maybe there's a third involved but <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say I, I might have to bully you into the uh, saint patty's day one yeah i mean whatever and honestly so i at first i did tell her three but then i was like i should knock it down to just two but the three three is good and they're spaced out there's a couple weeks in there to uh when the, when basically, is, it's when once is the, a week. When is the Jaden concert? <laughs> Tuesday, the twenty second, I think. Okay. I gotta start listening to his music. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta start studying. Yeah, yeah. Bob's my date, but uh, we're gonna have to get a little little boozed up, I think, before that one. But uh, yeah, so I'm a, definitely a weapon of the week. I I blew the motor in the, the primary, the backup car, and my teammate's car, and fucking we're we're just yeah, you blew you, up the pace car. You dropped one off the engine stand <laughs> trying to put it in the trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was it was definitely not good. But uh, so then the NASCAR race anyway happened. Um, Good for Kyle Busch. Good uh-huh. for our pal Derek Nealon. Good for Richard Childress Racing. Randall Burnett showing that um, he's as good as a crew chief as any of them. Um, I, I don't know that I have ever heard Kyle Busch win a race, get out. And I missed win. the interview. What did he say? I, I heard it was pretty good. It was good, but I, what I was going to say is I have never heard Kyle Busch win a race, get out, and the entire crowd is cheering. Yeah. Like it does pumped. seem like people think he forgot how to drive a race car. Which, I mean, we're you know. also he also won a race last year. Granted, he yeah. kind of lucked into it, but I, I backed I, into it if I, you, I, if I you honestly would. just think that it's I don't know, like he he 
publicly at least it looked like he went through some shit and like lost his ride but it, after listening to Act- actions detrimental with Denny Hamlin that doesn't seem to be the case it turned down an offer and then the offer wasn't there anymore because well, Ty Gibbs did so well but the so there was actually a, like a big interview with Kyle before the the cup race and he was saying that in order to stay at JGR, Joe Gibbs was going to pay him out of his own personal money, out of his own pocket, to pay him what Kyle wanted. And Kyle said, I can't do that. Yeah. So I, he turned down the offer. Um, but I, I honestly feel like there's a, there's a thing in NASCAR, like just the rooted fans that like now that he's in a Chevy, like everyone's come back around on which him. Which is dumb. Well, the, that's so dumb. <clears throat> no, it, no. Chevy sucks. No, <laughs> like, I, I would, I, I actually <clears throat> don't mind Kyle Busch anymore. I, I, I don't I, like Joe. <laughs> I've just never liked Joe Gibbs racing. I forever. I mean, I did when they were Chevys. I've been a Kyle Busch fan. I think that he's obviously one of the, if not the greatest race car driver of our time. And he has always been, it's hard to be somebody like Kyle Busch, who is probably our modern day before somebody fucking pillages the house, like our modern day Dale Earnhardt, right? He's like the anti-hero, right? He is. <clears throat> he leaned into the heel role at a young age and but, ran with it. But it's hard to be a heel when you're sponsored by, at first, Kel- Kellogg's Kids Cereal, to then- Fucking Tony the Tiger. To then M&M's and being the candy man with a yellow race car and fucking rainbow- fucking yeah, skittles, skittles and double mint gum double mint gum like that's hard so like it's always Nos been like energy, a monster energy it's always been like a weird like the, who's this guy trying to be what's he doing and it it's been said already but there's nothing more fitting than kyle bush in a black race car for richard with a chevy bow tie for richard childress it just all makes sense um, to be fair, yesterday's car was blue, but yeah, and that car is also sick. Looking. That sick Lucas now. Oil car can <clears throat> for sure stay. Yeah, big fan. Um, but yeah, no, I I've always been a big Kyle Busch fan. Uh, the 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 boy can obviously drive a race car. <clears throat> he was in um, position to win Daytona. Probably probably does win it if uh, Mi Amigo doesn't spin out. And then Dick stomps him yesterday. Almost and, wins the and, clash, and now he's going to his probably his best track on the circuit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, at home. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Kyle Busch is uh, here to stay. Uh, also single-handedly owns the record now for consecutive years yep, 19 with years a win with a win uh which is wild because that record <clears> used <throat> to be with my guy rusty wallace which was at i, I thought, think 16 i thought richard petty had it at 18 uh maybe that, that could be true. yeah rusty was like fourth or fifth rusty was i know it was like 16 and him and ricky red were tied that was yeah. like a big I'm pretty sure richard petty had that. it at 18 and somebody else had it at 18 yeah. that makes sense <clears throat> and then um, kurt and kyle bush took the lead for most wins by a brother combination over, oh. over the Bobby and Donnie Allison. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, if we yeah. have any of these wrong, Scott Tapley will correct oh, us. Oh, I'm sure. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Cool to see. Uh, <clears throat> don't let the facts get I'm sure that he uh, he for sure is going to be one to uh, watch later on this year as well, too. Oh, what, I, was it a good race? I don't even know anymore. I thought it was a pretty good race. It came down to, I mean, Kyle. It came down to how good Kyle Bush is on pit road. Yep. Um, so Ross Chastain was probably going to win the race. Had the dominant car. Um. But they were even saying, like, through the broadcast, it's like, we'd like to see what would happen if they kind of flip-flop. And Kyle Busch, part of his repertoire is being the best on and off pit road. And the Delta time was just, like, he was, like, two seconds faster, like, from the, and the he walks in he walks the, the line. And all he got a, a exit speeding penalty at Daytona and got one yesterday. Yeah. But so he's he, pushing it. He did it to start the race off, so then he knew. Um, but then he – basically, he was, like, a second and a half back, and Chastain comes in for the pit, and Kyle comes right up next to him, like, up to his door getting into the pit road, which 
Now he's valuable, just erased the gap. Right, valuable time. On an like onto his uh, marks perfectly in the stall, off the you know stall, beats him off pit road, and then <laughs> was like, th- you get it, <laughs> beat him off. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he won the race by like three or four seconds. So like, yeah, and he's and just so fucking good. <clears> on all he road. had to do on those on that last lap was keep his shit clean. Yep. Derek told and, us that on national television. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael McDowell was out there trying to fucking throw a Hail Mary. Yeah, and Noah was on the same strategy, yeah. and if they get a late race yellow, it works out for those guys. I mean, they, they don't win, but they certainly... It actually worked out for McDowell. He still ran in the top 10, I believe. Yep. It almost uh, worked out for fucking Austin Dillon in the Xfinity race, too. He ended up trying to stay yeah, out. With, like, no right front fender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he ended up... Like, there was a caution that came out because Ryan Ellis spun, and he was <clears> just right up in front, <clears> but... No, uh, uh, the... the um, yeah, fuck what uh, Noah. Uh, was that's what I was gonna say. Noah actually made a pretty good appearance all day on Sunday for the Cup race too. He, who was the dipshit that tried to blame him for the big wreck on the restart? They never said who, but they cued. They cut to somebody's radio after that big wreck happened. The forty two started that, and they show the replay, and Noah was like I, four rows ahead of that wreck. Well, the, so I guess this year they have made they the restart zone bigger, yeah. which gives you more of an opportunity to, to play fuck, fuck fuck if you're the leaders. And I think that that's just what happened. They just kind of drug it out to the end and nobody yeah. was expecting that and they all just fucking ran over each other, which that's happened. We've all done it. We've yeah, I did it to Brad Babb this year. Yeah. <laughs> we ran right over him and spun we, him out. We've all been the one to get run into doing that. We've all been the one to run over somebody doing that. That, that happens. I don't really think it was anybody's fault. I think it's just the No, but like I said, they, they cut to somebody's... Um, Radio and then the forty two was you know started that and then they showed like the overhead replay and I don't know how because he wasn't on the front row and he was so, on the bottom the yeah. wreck started up top yeah yeah but uh, it was it also was like two separate wrecks that happened at the same time in the yeah, same restart but what I was gonna say is that Noah made an appearance pretty good all day he actually led some laps he uh, he was showing the car on TV for the most part so that's uh, what the sponsors like to see and it was good to see him up front and, uh, on a big show on Sunday. Speaking of our pals. Um, what an absolute shit start to the year for Ryan Priest. Yes. Two DNFs, two wrecks that really weren't his fault. He's going to win a race by the end of the year. Hopefully, but man, what a shitty start. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, and it, yeah, it obviously sucks, Like, but I'm uh, I'm definitely excited to see him try to progress throughout the, the rest of the year. I feel like just him at a mile and a half track, like, you don't really think about him being like a contender, but I, I've just I, I brought it up before, but I very much remember him at uh, Charlotte and Coke Six Hundred a while back, like running up not towards like maybe the front, but he was in the top ten, um, and just just shit luck got got ended ended up getting into a wreck in that thirty seven car, I think it was maybe it was even the forty seven, but um, so going to a place like Vegas, I'm excited to well, see he, you know what what he can do on a mile and a half. He also track. hopped in that truck last year, cold, and wins at Nashville. Yeah. So like he's he's. I fine. picked him in our in our race pool to win the Cup race at Nashville. I think. Yeah, <clears throat> I, yeah. I I think that he'll 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 for sure at least win one race by the end of the year. Yeah, one one can only hope. So we we do have a whole bunch of Patreon questions, but before we get into that, a uh, little little shorter ad read uh, this week, but the same same sponsor uh, nonetheless. Uh, if, is your favorite streaming service on reruns of ridiculousness starting to get old? Yeah, this yeah, week's episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> This can kill me. This this week's episode is brought to you by Home Track over on YouTube. Follow the Home Track crew and their adventures on and off the track as they compete full time in the NEMA series in 2023. Home Track videos offers all the action of a New England race day, all wrapped up in a convenient YouTube video format. Head over, head on over to YouTube.com/slash/HomeTrackRacing today. Be sure to subscribe and let them know that BFP sent you in the comments in their latest video. Uh, I don't know how I even just read that with only fucking up once because my eyes good. are like. 
twitching how fucking exhausted I am. I like th- we charge for bags up here at the grocery store, and I like just walking around right now. It's costing me fucking twenty cents. So, um, yeah, Patreon questions. I completely forgot to pull them. <laughs> Would you like up, me but... to read them? I have them up. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, sure. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll start from the top. Might as well get the most fucked up one out of the way. Scott Fowler, uh, do you think Bigfoot has a human peen or a red rocket animal peen? I'm gonna go red rocket. What, well, does, what what is it supposed to be? Is it a is he like a bear or like a? I thought he was a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause it. I don't know. It's don't a, gorillas have red rockets? Because I feel like he's the nah, closest got, to a gorilla. They got. They just have schlongs. They got sh- <laughs> <laughs> big old shaft. Yeah, I think they just got schlongs. Hmm. Well, maybe to I'm be wrong. fair, I've what never if it's like really. A pig and it's like a corkscrew. Oh, that would be fucking disgusting. So fun, f- so fun fact, we, we did the uh, the ultrasound when we found out it was a boy, right? Where are you so, going with this? It's kind of funny. So, Does your son have a corkscrew penis? <laughs> no, but um, the funny part was, so obviously, like, sometimes they have to, like, move the baby around and, like, figure out, like, all right, does it have a fucking wang or not, right? And my son... Literally, just first shot, spread eagle, like, this is clearly what you're trying to look for. Here it is. We don't know what we're looking at, though, right? So once it's explained to us, we're like, oh, okay, there's his fucking dick. All right, good for us. <laughs> so we get home, and Lindsay was like, because we're looking at the pictures again, and she's like, why does his dick look like buddies? Like our, <laughs> like our dog. dog. I was like, because it's not circumcised yet. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. She thought our kid was going to have a weird dick for no reason. And he will if you don't get, get that taken care yeah. of on day one. <laughs> you, you can't, you, we just we can't have a hot pocket. No, that, no, can't no. have that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No discrimination towards any of you that are no. not circumstanced. Uh, it's just... I, I almost said circumstanced. What? It, it, no discrimination it. towards people with a hot pocket. It's just I've never... I don't remember ever having one, it's I should magma. say. So I just... <laughs> I'm used to having a... a... Next question. Um, <laughs> what is... This is from Sean Miner. Uh, also, is, Bigfoot has a regular dick. What is... Oh, yeah. I don't really know. He doesn't exist. He's not really... He doesn't have a penis. Okay, take that back. Uh, if, <laughs> I don't know. Him and the Loch Ness Monster, I guess. <laughs> what is the bigger tragedy? Uh, the public assassination of Fontana Cat or the fact that they're doing away with the best intermediate track on the circuit? Uh, we've covered Fontana Cat. Rest in peace. Um, also, <laughs> fuck the fact that... Like, so, NASCAR fans have been bitching for years... We need we more, want short, more tracks. short tracks. So the owners of Fontana capitalizing on the booming real estate market and building you a short track. No, well, it's not that short track. What the fuck do you people want? Yeah. Fontana sucked ass for years. 20 years. And just recently, yes, it does put on some decent racing, but the, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Bulldoze the place down. Build a fucking, I think they're going to try to build like a Thompson. It's going to have long straightaways, hopefully it's, high bank, five-eighths <clears> mile. They said a high-banked, D-shaped Martinsville. Perfect. Whatever that means. I can't wait. Cool. Fire up the bull. I hope they started bulldozing this morning. Cool. Still shouldn't have uh, torn down the racetrack, but that's fine. Uh, I understand the real estate market. $500 million is a lot of money, obviously. Um, But I've heard rumors as well that they're just selling it off and they might do something with it. They might not. Obviously, those those pictures came out in like 2020 that they were going to build the short track. But, Mm. I mean, I'm just... Now they, Go to fucking Irwindale. No, they, yeah, also yes. But no, what... Yeah, the, at least all the infrastructure is in place already here. What the plan is, I, allegedly, is they've sold off over 500 acres of land, which is basically the back half of the lot. Take our fucking land. And it's going to be warehouses, okay? Now, the money taken in from selling off the, the real estate to build warehouses out back then gets put back into the property to make a half-mile 
short track with 35,000 seats around it. Okay. Uh, I think that's great. I think short tracks are awesome. I have a weird, not problem, but like it's kind of, it's hard to see some, a part of a racetrack being sold because once it's sold and it's built into a warehouse, it, that will never ever be a racetrack again. So it's like, yes, we're getting a racetrack in return for it, but we're, we're losing on something here. Um, like Brad said, I think it'd be cool to go to Irwindale. There's plenty, there's all these other places that, you know, they can put on a great show. Um, I think it's a weird way to go about it, but people are getting what they ask for forever and always, but typical NASCAR fans, they're pissed about getting what they, exactly what they asked for. So, so, so the answer is uh, Fontana Cat. All right. Uh, yes. Fontana Cat. <laughs> we still haven't found the culprit. Pour, pour one out for a little homie. Um, backing or, uh, to kind of piggyback off that for uh, Trevor Ward. Uh, first of all, rest in peace, Fontana cat. Rest in peace. Uh, not a question, but I don't think we're going to see any PETA sponsorships anytime soon. No, Penis? I don't. PETA people, oh. eat, people eating tasty animals. PETA. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know Lois Griffin was on the show with us. Uh, no, but even before that, uh, I don't feel like the people who, uh, support PETA, eh, they're probably not watching NASCAR yeah, or, fuck them. or sports in general. Um, what I'm not watching that until they have Priuses out there. Another left turn. I'm not poor or stupid enough for NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> top, <laughs> top tier <laughs> South Park episode. Oh, God. I love uh, it. Woody Pickett says, Bobby, did that shit cat from Florida accept your friend request yet? No, he hasn't. But like I said on last week's episode, I don't blame him when I go to the bar by myself. I don't want to talk to anyone either. Uh, ben Ash. That's a new name. I haven't seen this name come up before, I don't think. Like uh, Ben Ashline? No, just Ben Ash. Hmm. Um, Mary Fuck Kill. This could get us in trouble. Uh, Wendy Venturini, Jamie oh. Little, or Chris Devota. Next or question. Chris um, they're all great for the sport. Yes. Next. Uh, <laughs> and we're all happily taken. Yep. We can't. Well, we can't kill. That was the right answer, Bob. <laughs> we can't kill any of them. No. No. That'll be a Patreon um, answer. Yeah, we'll transfer yeah. that to uh, to the next show. Yeah. Uh, Tyler P. Um, that's also a name I don't think I've ever seen on here. His, uh, his question is, what's the four of y'all's? Well, there's only three of us. Um, what's the three of y'all's greatest? I totally intentionally junked that guy story. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that, that was one that we were probably supposed to Russell Craig, but that's a tough one. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, no, right. I missed that. Sorry, one. Tyler. Blame Brad. Um, yeah, that was on me. Craig does have some great stories. Uh, um, you'll hear him later on, uh, when we interview Craig, but, um, man, I got a few, um, I don't know if I want to disclose them though. 2011, rookie year, last race of the season. Uh, I am in a spirited battle for about 13th place in the Sports Series race at Beechridge. Uh, just I finally got around somebody, and I'm by myself for a second here. And uh, Russell Morris comes up behind me. And, again, we're talking like 12th, 13th place. Lifts my back tires up off the ground going into three. Shuffles me up into, like, the fourth groove. It's, like, just the two of us and just the two gets around minutes. me i'm like what the fuck was that yellow comes out probably three four laps later and uh i get up to his right side going down the back stretch and all i did was point at him like what the fuck was that and me being a rookie in the sports series and this is when there was like 35 cars too and uh he he didn't like me being upset with him that he just absolutely fucking jacked me up for no reason in three and four and uh he just took a hard right at me down the backstretch and like 
junked my left front fender and like all caved his whole door in and all that stuff. And I'm again, I'm like 17 years old. So I'm like, well, you want to play that fucking game? I'll play it. I, da- I downshifted, hooked him in the right rear under yellow so hard into the wall that it bent the front clip and the rear clip of his car and spun him around so fast that it bent the rear clip of Sally Girardi's car in front of him. And uh, I was promptly asked to park the car. How fast were you going under yellow? Well, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> uh, I was then asked to park the car and leave the premises for the remainder of the season, which, jokes on them, it was going to be one of the last races anyway. Or it might have been the, yeah, anyway. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever, not a big deal. And uh, <laughs> go leave, leave there. And um, Russell and I have since... Uh, befriended each other after this but uh after that had happened him and his entire crew came flying down to uh my pit area and uh we had a good old-fashioned donnybrook in the beach ridge uh, pit area and uh fists were thrown and it was a good time but uh, fighting yeah no uh and then uh, the funny part though is that i had a 70 or still do 76 camaro that we were going to bring to car wars or day of destruction whatever it was Oh, that's right and you weren't allowed to drive it (laughs) and do the spectator drags so I thought my suspension was for NASCAR night. Well, no, it was the pit area for the remainder of anything for the rest of the year. So I'm like, all right. Well, Rusty was with me, and I was like, go fucking have at it. And Rusty goes out there and wins like the first two rounds in my Camaro, and then loses eventually. But um, that was a that was probably my worst get fucked go junk somebody on purpose. I've got two. I won't say their names. And as I was thinking of these stories, two different divisions, two different racetracks two completely different times in my career same car number odd um i don't know they i didn't junk them i just just fucking shipped them without um recourse the first one heat race super late models of beechridge i start on the outside pole dude on the pole runs me off the front stretch like so wide runs me off the top of, of the front stretch I'm like okay i gather it up through one and two get a run under get a run underneath him down the back stretch and he drives me through the speed bumps get into three and i'm like you ran me off both sides of the racetrack in one lap. And I went into turn number one, and I did not lift until he was on two-rod road. And I went on to win the heat race. Uh, my dad comes on the radio. What the fuck was that, bud? I'm like, ah, oh, terrible mistake, man. I just overdrove the corner. And uh, I come in after the heat race, and dad's like, hey, dipshit. Because uh, back then, the heat races didn't count for lineups. Dad's like, hey, dipshit, you got to pass that guy in the feature. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. Was, was it a black and green car? Could have been. <laughs> so I uh, I went down there and, um, I mean, just pretended to be sorry. There's no way to really sugarcoat it. Just like, oh, I, I, I fucked up. You know, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I'm real sorry. And the guy's like, yep, that's fine. You know, wasn't really happy with it, but at least you had the balls to come down here and talk to me. He said, no, normally half the guys in these division, in this division won't even come down and talk to us. So I appreciate that. And I ended up having to pass him again. And that was actually the night I won my first ever super late model race. So being a fake motherfucker must have paid off. <laughs> Second one, Star Speedway, COVID, uh, Coveroni years, 2020. Um, <clears throat> typically, I've been a hothead, but I, there's a short list of guys that I can say I've intentionally spun out. And a lot of it is just when you're just having a bad day already. And you're like, well, you're going to pay for my bad day. So I was running like mid-pack in the super modified race. It, it was just a shitty day, a hot day. Well, the caution comes out. I see there's a wreck in turn two. Caution comes out. We're coming out of four. The kid in front of me just 
oh my god, we got to stop because the yellow's out. And I fucking ran right in the back of it. Boom. Folded up everything in the right front. Fucked the wing up. Fucked the radius rods up. I'm like, god damn it. I pit. We fixed the car. Star was gracious enough to give me enough time to kind of cob it back together. It weren't right, but it was enough to go back out there and keep going. So I'm now 18th out of 18. And we come to the green, and the guy in 17th drives right over the top of my left rear, over my fucking valve cover, you know, smashes into me, smoke, sparks flying, and I'm like, it was an Oswego guy. And I'm like, buddy, where where the fuck are you going for last place? And I just said, fuck it, and I ran the guy down and spun him out and put him in the infield. <laughs> I was like, yeah. To the point where uh, my dad and Kevin Durgan are real good friends, and um, Kevin and my dad are sitting in the grandstands, and my dad's like, Jeez, that's that's unlike Bobby to, to make a mistake and stick his nose in there knowing that the guy couldn't see him. And Kevin just looks at my dad and goes, you don't suppose he did that on purpose, do you? Because it looked pretty fucking intentional to me. <laughs> and so I come in, and I weren't even mad, just a frustrating day at the races. And Dad's like, did you spin that guy out on purpose? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I said, you, I drove straight into the corner. Like, the guy had no chance. And, uh, yeah, so that'll happen <laughs> yeah well my uh, my race career was short and uh my laptop has been at a uh, 10 percent or uh nine percent so far during this whole interview so i'm uh, petrified that it's going to die at some point but uh the one uh, time that i did spin someone out intentionally was a uh, timmons machine sponsored vehicle and uh we had 20 lap races and uh, i was behind this that guy wasn't even your fault i was behind this guy and faster for uh, i don't know 12 15 laps of the 20 laps and uh he just was coming off of four and he would just get so sideways and then just snap back down in front of me and at one point, I was just like, I'm just not going to lift. It only took me until lap 15 of dealing with his shit and just shipped him into the infield. And I don't know that he ever raced ever again. But uh, yeah, you, may I was, have, uh, you may have retired him. I was uh, I was told that there was a gun in the center console of his car, so uh, the the uh, or the, the truck. So cheaper the vehicle, uh, obviously the more drama. But um, yes, yeah. So uh, we uh, we have a live show, our first ever live show coming up on Friday at the Auburn Mall. Uh, it'll be there. Yeah, uh, we have no real plan or don't know what to expect. So yeah, that's fun. Uh, and I'm not. We were obviously discussing this. I'm not 100 percent sure uh, how well it's going to go or how well it's going to be. Hopefully, you find a charger before then. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to probably go buy one. But um, yeah, I don't. I just. Hmm. I hope everyone has low expectations. I mean, I'm obviously looking forward to it. We're going to be able to get some guests on, um, people that we probably haven't had on before, and yeah, some see, people maybe we see have. some but. fresh paint schemes, sell a couple T-shirts, talk to some pals. You know, the, the race season's quickly approaching. So it's Friday night, Auburn Mall. We're going to – it says 6 to 8. We'll probably be there before then. Probably won't be recording the entire two hours. Probably do some socializing. Yeah. Uh, try to snag some interviews with some drivers, talk about what they got coming up this year, and uh, we'll splice that into our normal – Show next Monday, I think, is what we're going to do. That'll be kind of like the second half of our, our show next week. So if you can't get to the Auburn Mall and uh, want to hear what insert driver name here has to say, you can listen like you normally do. Also, uh, April 1st, make sure you mark it on your calendars. Na, 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 it is na, 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 na. going to be part of the Thompson Icebreaker weekend, unfortunately. But make sure you're at the main Mariners Cross Insurance Arena for when the Mariners take on the Tulsa Oilers for the first time in franchise history. Big uh, paint scheme reveals for Charlie and I. Our cars will be there. Yes. Uh, My car's going to look exactly the same. My, mine's going to look sick, and it's going to have Nate's name on it. But, uh... No, uh, we're going to be unveiling some schemes, like Bobby said. We're going to be having a time. We're also going to be running the night. So uh, you're going to see us assholes on the Jumbotron, running around with a microphone, doing all sorts of silly activities. And uh, make sure, if you're going to go to the game and you buy tickets, head on over to our Facebook page or our Instagram, whatever, and use the link that we have 
posted to get your tickets. The reason I'm saying that is part of the proceeds of what you're going to be getting through your tickets is going to come right back to us so that we can go and do cool shit to talk about it and get more content back to you. And you'll get to sit in our section of the game. Yes, and you get to sit with us, which is going to be cool. Um, so again, if you're going to go to the Mariners game April 1st, not if, but when you go to the Mariners game, make sure you get your tickets through the link. Uh, I think it's like Fivo or something like that, but uh, just head on over to our Facebook page. Uh, we'll make it readily available for you. Purchase it. Yeah, I think it, it's already pinned at the top. Purchase anyway. it, purchase it, purchase it through the link. Yeah, tickets tickets don't cost anymore. They just nope. uh, they do just help us out a little yes. bit. And uh, we, we will also be doing a uh, we'll be giving away some free merchandise and also doing some discounts uh, if the free merchandise Dice runs out, um, and uh, I believe potentially there was talks of uh, maybe some flex tickets for a uh, future Mariners game for yes. anyone that does the double of going to Thompson on Sunday, which yeah. I believe Charlie and I will be doing at least. Um, yes. So uh, we will be uh, we'll be definitely doing some sort of uh, deal there where uh, people can get rewarded for going to both events. But uh, that's uh, that's the. I guess the the next month or so for us a uh, live show and then uh, obviously hosting a main Mariners game looking forward to all of that but uh we do have Craig Lutz on the other side of this interview and uh that interview is brought to you by Statewide Foam and Coatings uh specializing in many applications of spray foam insulation wall coatings and polyurea ge- and geotechnical foam solutions call Nick Jenkins at 207-949-2557 today to find out how they can help or visit their Facebook page Statewide Foam Coatings Inc uh, again, this is going to be another one of our Speed Weeks interviews, so uh, there's maybe maybe one more of those, um, but uh, Statewide Foam uh, jumped on board to sponsor Speed Weeks that turned into a fuck show. So uh, nonetheless, here is Craig Lutz. All right, boys and girls, so as we just alluded to, we have another Zoom call for you here. Uh, we got a big one for you this week. We got a, a guy who's pretty known throughout the modified ranks. He doesn't like uh, fenders like Bobby, and uh, well, what's uh, Craig Lutz? What's going on, man? Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, not too much. Uh, that you know, talk to us here. I mean, you've been pretty busy lately, and you got a pretty stacked schedule. So, uh, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, we just came back from Florida. We ran the Tories and uh, four four nights with the rain. But uh, yeah, I mean, the last couple of years, I've been lucky enough to be able to have a full time ride and put some deals together, run some open shows. So that's the plan for this year as well. So, so before we get, I guess, too far into this year, uh, for those listening, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, who, who the fuck is Craig Lutz? Uh, still a nobody, but uh, I'm out there. <laughs> that, that makes four uh, of us. Yeah, exactly. Just out there uh, burning gas. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been uh, lucky enough for the last five years now to run on the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour. Um, had a, you know, was had my my drove for my dad. Uh, Russell Goodell and the Goody Motorsports team, and then now for Danny Watts and uh, Jimmy Page. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the last couple of years I've been running, I think this year I got like 32 races on the schedule. So, uh, and I did about the same last year. So it's definitely uh, keeps me busy. So, so how does this all start? We, we talking go-karts, we talking throwing you into a full-size car. How does this all begin? Uh, my dad drove charger cars at Riverhead, which is like a street stock for like, anywhere else like in the northeast and then uh me and my three brothers we all started racing go-karts i started when i was five and it just progressed from there you know it was something you know like normal people that either you know played basketball baseball or something me and my brothers all we did was race so lucky enough my dad was really into it so it you know he was always pushing us to be better and you know we just worked our way up and you know we started go-karts i ran i started when i was five and then 
I my first full size car was a late model. So I started that when I was 14 in Pennsylvania, ran there for two years, then got an SKs, bounced around and ended up racing Waterford for like, like two or three seasons. And then from there, we went to uh, start racing on the NASCAR wheel modified door. So the Waterford was a late model still? No, it was actually SKs. We oh. built, uh, I ran, now it's Evergreen, but Mountain Mountain Speedway. I ran two years in a late model, won some races, won the championship. And then my dad's like, all right, what's the next step? And then, you know, at that time he loves, we always travel with go-karts. So, you know, that's something he loved to do. So we tried Thompson, Stafford, and ended up racing Waterford, going to Waterford. And like, we loved it there. So ran like, three seasons there did you have success right off the bat because if you tried stafford thompson waterford i feel like we are uh, pretty accustomed to seeing you go to thompson and uh, have some pretty solid runs so did you have a lot of success at waterford right off the bat i mean when i first got going it was a total different the competition there was just insane you know i had teddy rocco you know at the time all those guys were running all the tracks but uh, actually, I went to Thompson. I hated it. <laughs> I went to Stafford. The spring scissor didn't make the race. <laughs> and I went to Waterford. And they were like, oh, this place is pretty cool. So, uh, you know, it's just funny how, you know, throughout the years, how stuff changes. And, you know, I used to, like I said, I used to hate going to Thompson. I'm like, fuck, we got to go to Thompson. <laughs> but now, you know, I look forward to it. It's one of my favorite tracks. What, what was it about it at first that you didn't care for? Um, it, It's just complete opposite of everything you know like you it's long straightaways and you go in the corner you aim for the wall which is like usually on every other track you go to like the, the bottom and then work your way off from there but it's just it's a total different experience you feel stuff like that you normally don't feel at like a Mananoc or riverhead or a, sh- a shorter track you know then you got bo- guys like bobby you go around the place and hold it wide open <laughs> not that difficult you just need to lose half of your engine and half of the weight and put a wing on the top it's pretty easy still i don't know if i could just keep it to the floor the whole time i mean like you said you aim for the wall whether you hit it at 140 or 145 because you didn't lift you're still gonna hit it so yeah you might as well hit it hard (laughs) bobby's at least got the cushion of the wing to hit before his head yeah yeah and then about like six inches of metal and that's about it (laughs) Build, build strong nerf bars yeah so it's gonna be hard to incorporate some of these uh patreon questions some of them pertain to you some of them are just questions that we won't even ask you but uh, a couple of them here that do pertain to you uh andy sippy uh byron said uh, uh what is craig's all-time favorite track to run not necessarily finish but ride i don't necessarily know what that means but yeah what's your favorite track i, f- I feel like now like my favorite track is thompson you know i just it's been a good track for me lately and uh do you have two tomorrow wins there? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like feel like we're definitely accustomed to going there and seeing you uh do do pretty well. But uh Woody Pickhead actually asked uh Craig, how's it driving for Danny Watt? Uh uh him and Pam are super sweet people. Also, are you gonna race for Jimmy Page this year? And if so, how many races do you plan to do with him? What's funny is like the actual like last three rides I have <laughs> were like after Woody. But um <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, driving for Danny and uh, Pam is is definitely a different experience from the, my last ride. But uh, they're you know they're awesome people. Definitely hardcore racers. You know, the last that guy's been racing for over thirty years. You know, himself or a driver. So uh, 
it's definitely a different perspective. It's, you know, the bag bar steel, that guy's going recent, you know, he's, he's badass. So, uh, yeah, I plan on doing the full schedule for him. And then Jimmy Page and the double zero are supposed to do like seven races between Stafford and a couple tri-track races and probably the World Series at Thompson. So, so you're, you're obviously driving for somebody now. Uh, it sounds like you kind of started off doing your own deal, but, um, go, going in that route there, what, what was kind of the turning point where you're like, man, maybe there's, this, this is something I could do for, for a while now. Like this is, this is kind of the direction I want to go and take it serious. Um, I feel like as soon as like, it's so hard, like as a modified driver, like growing up, you're like, man, like we obviously know we're not making it to the next level, but like the ultimate thing is to like, feel like the tour is like the top tier division and to be able to drive for somebody is, you know, like as, as good as it's going to get. So, um, luckily enough, my dad, you know, he bought a car and, you know, we, we rebuilt it. And then I, you, I feel like with the tour, you got to put your time in before you can even get a ride. Like you're not just going to step in like your first year and get, a ride with anybody so um you know it's just one of those things that you know i loved it's something i've always done i always worked on the cars no matter what like even now like i prepare most of the cars with myself and another guy working in the shop so i mean i think it's just something that you just always do like it's something you love i love going out there and competing you know with the tour it's so different because you need everything you need pit stops you need you know, everything to follow your, your way to win a race. So I feel like, you know, after you do that once or twice, you win a race, like you're always coming back trying to get more. So that's, I feel like what keeps me chasing racing. What, what was that first time? Like where you, you're getting a ride? Is it, is it a phone call? Is it a you stumble into somebody? Did you wreck somebody? How'd that go? It was actually, I was driving, I built a new car at the beginning of the year, 2017. And uh, I had a, a new crew chief and stuff was going good. Um, I went to Thompson for my first time in the car and we time trialed in the top five. At that time, it was like a win for us. I still ended up losing a lap in pit road and wrecking anyway. But, <laughs> you know, having a new car running up front. And then um, we made it to like halfway to the season and we got to Loudon. And then uh, we weren't able to go. But my dad was just so busy at work. And I ended up just hanging out in the in the you know going there and hanging out with a couple of my friends. And uh, at that time, the forty six Woody was driving it, and I knew all the all those guys are from my area. And um, you know, I guess the next day didn't go too good with Woody. And um, you know, three days later, you know, Jeff Goodell called me and was like, "Hey, man, would you want to drive my car?" on a tour and that was you know kind of like the first opportunity that i fell into and then you know i did that for three or four years and then you know russell wanted out and then i was able to put a deal together with danny and that's how that started so you you have got two tour type or two nascar tour wins at thompson uh, i feel like thompson and new smyrna are pretty close you have success at new smyrna so we're fresh off of speed weeks Talk about your speed weeks and why did Ryan Barbieri roll a tire off your lift gate onto the air cleaner? <laughs> I don't think it was Ryan. I think it was actually Cam, but who knows? <laughs> um, our speed weeks was an absolute disaster. <laughs> I think the best part was uh, going to Beatside after. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. This year is just one of those years. It seems like 
compared to the last I've been racing the last four years, it just every night, like it was just everything was different. Like the tire, I don't know if it was the tires or, you know, they're saying the track took on water over the winter or whatever, but it was, you know, tight on new tires and start the race. I couldn't get the car tight enough. So it was like, I was chasing the balance of the car and it was, but, uh, you know, you might as well not even go down there and just write checks to Matt Hirschman anyway, at this point. <laughs> well, it was, it was nice. We went from uh, Luke Baldwin, who obviously it's not the same thing, but won the 602 modified championship to, uh, to you who had a pretty, pretty terrible week. But uh, we will say that uh, you do have significantly better internet. So at least you have that going for you. Yeah. I didn't think, uh, my piss poor performance would uh, earn me a, a black fire podcast interview. We mainly wanted to get you on because, uh, so this kid that went to school with Charlie, we've got to know through the show, Jake Zelmer was there. He's from Wisconsin. Yes. And he was working on a late model. And we were talking about, about how we were hanging out with you guys at Beachside. And he's like, oh, those guys are parked next to me. And one of their dudes for sure rolled a tire on off the lift gate onto their race car. It was really <laughs> bad. So mainly we just wanted to get you on to tell that story. Yeah. So we were like, I think like rain was coming or something, or maybe it was just like towards the end of the night. We're like, all right, we pack some shit up. If we finish the race in one piece and drive right out of here, we get to the bar faster. So the car was sitting on jack stands and, you know, it was a stacker trailer. So it's got a lift gate. So we're like, all right, we'll put all spare tires in the trailer. This way, you know, we could drive right in here and get the fuck out of here. So at Danny, everyone loads the tires up. I turn it you know, like I'm talking to him, and then next to go here, bam! <laughs> turn around, and the tire rolled off, probably like a five foot drop. Landed on the air cleaner, bent the air cleaner, <laughs> bent the roof, bent the windshield. I'm like, man, you can't even make this shit up anymore. <laughs> I, I think at that point, I would have said, we're loading up. I'm going home, going to bed, and starting over again. <laughs> yeah, but that's after. That was after we broke a motor so we changed the motor didn't get any practice first time on on the track was time trials that was thursday night and then five laps into the race i ended up cutting a spark plug wire and end their night so it was like it was just anything that could go wrong it just seemed like it did go wrong this week about that week when we heard that, that happened, we were trying to figure out who, and we were unanimously figured it was Barbieri's fault. But <laughs> say it's Cam's fault. That almost makes sense too. Yeah, I mean, it I almost makes even, more sense. <laughs> it really was like no specific person's fault, but you know, the tires still fucked the car up. <laughs> That's it's a good. You're a good team player by not placing blame on anybody. That's what a leader's supposed to be. That's it, man. We'll, we'll be we'll be a good team player now, not place blame on anyone either. But uh, we almost were in a uh, an actual automotive collision on the way home from Beachside. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't that was that was probably the funniest thing when we ended up it ended up being you. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily laughing so much, but I didn't even know it was you guys until like 24 hours later, back in the bar, and Barbieri's just like, "Yeah, we almost fucking wrecked you last night, or whatever." Yeah, we're driving home from Beachside like one night or whatever, and this Monday car, night. this car just pulls in front of us, starts like swerving, locking up the brakes and shit. And I'm like, "What the fuck are these people doing?" There's people like in the backseat, like bitching. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like locking up the brakes. Like Abby's like getting whiplash in the back. I'm like, I don't know what this car is fucking doing. So I'm trying to go around. Car swerves, brake checks me again. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" 
it took me 24 whole hours to realize that it was a uh, part of your crew that was involved in that. That was great. It's the best part was like, we ended up missing that exit, like to go to Daytona, like that side road, like underneath that bridge. And um, we ended up banging a U. We'd come back around and it was like JJ was driving because at that time he was the only one not drinking. And um, he thought like you were like, ride his ass so he was like what's wrong with this guy like starts flipping out and then starts fucking around and i'm like oh man and then after like five or ten minutes of this like he ends up just pulling over to the left and you come by 10 and 2 in the right hand lane and we're <laughs> dying oh i look just like a chauffeur but the problem is that we had a fucking blonde girl out the back yelling at you guys so that's probably how it was us Oh my god, it was hilarious. After that, we were dying the whole ride home. I'm like, that just made our night. Dude, I like I, I stopped drinking pretty early at the bar that night. Like people were trying to hand me shots. I'm like, I'm not taking that. I like beer, I'm not taking that. But like so I'm 10 and 2, so I'm still fucking like exhausted. And like I'm, Yeah, it's still like 2 30 in the morning. Oh yeah. Like I've been I put in a full shift like throughout the day and and like yeah, I don't know how I didn't ass pack you guys, but that would have been <laughs> that would have been pretty fucking bad, especially if we all got out and realized that we were all just <laughs> Oh would have got back in and just drove somewhere else. <laughs> this oh, never happens. Oh fuck. Well so so what's the uh what's the next race you got on the schedule? Uh the end of March is uh the next race for the tour is in Richmond. So, uh, yeah, that's the next one. That's a little different than Waterford. Yeah. <laughs> Richmond was um, its own animal. Last year, it was off for turn two. It was like the time of the race. The sun was so bad. Like, you couldn't see down the backstretch. It was like you came off the corner. You just held it to the floor. You're like, well, I just hope no one's in there, <laughs> like, sitting in the sun. <laughs> but we were terrible, so it didn't really matter. Maybe if I wrecked, it would have ended our day earlier. <laughs> So, so, uh, you, you talked a little bit about it. You got a 32 race schedule, right? You're doing some tourist stuff. You're going to drive the double zero again too, right? Uh, what's, the, what's the uh, rest of the year looking like at the end of the year? Yeah. I mean, to start off the year, the six races in New Samara, that's already like, you know, a huge part of it. And then the, the tour is 19 races now. So it's just, you know, it's a lot in between, um, you know, we're doing a couple of Friday night shows at Stafford and I think. The next day we have uh, a race at like Wall, the tour race at Wall. But um, yeah, I mean the next couple months are a little slow. You know, I we got one race this month, and then like the whole eight month of April off. So it's uh, or this coming month March, and then it you know just everything it's, it takes off from there. So it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of driving, especially from Long Island. Everything's three to four hours away, besides Riverhead. But, um, yeah, a lot of travel, a lot of time and, uh, a lot of recent. So, so what's the, uh, what's the end goal here? I mean, we talked about everybody wants to race on Sundays, but are, are we just trying to be wheeling tour champs or what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, you know, <laughs> Sundays are not even a, a question. You know, you got guys like Justin and Matt, you know, like Justin Monson or Matt Hirschman, like those guys are you know, top tier guys and they're still, racing on Saturdays with us still. So, I mean, uh, just try to, you know, if I could be competitive and win modified races, I'm good with that. 
going going back to uh 2022 for for a sec like talk about some of the the uh solid runs you had and something like tracks that you're looking forward to getting back to this year to try to capitalize on some of the success you had last year yeah last year we started off pretty good i mean uh ran in the top five top 10 at new smyrna and the tour race was able to snap to win a race there for some reason the last couple of years i was beat I was able to squeak out a win at Smyrna between, you know, it ultimately took Hirschman having a bad night, but, or me starting on the front row, but, um, yeah, started off good. And then I kind of, after Richmond, my second race, the whole team, you know, like I had part of the, you know, Russell's team in the Goodyear racing, like it, it, it was kind of like a combined team and that split off in the middle of the year. And it was kind of in shambles from there to the end. But, um, you know, we, we struggled a while and then was able to pull off that win at Thompson, which was huge. Turned our season around for the most part, you know, the morale of the guys and stuff to not go laps down and actually be competitive. And then um, had a couple good runs, finished third at Oswego. And then um, the last two races were tough. But, you know, it was – if you can carry the momentum, you have a couple of good runs in the middle of the year or the beginning, it just makes your season so much better. But, um, you know, see what we could do at Richmond and then Mananoc, hopefully that's a good track for us and then keep it rolling from there. Now, uh, obviously this is an audio program and, uh, uh, it seems as though we're all kind of the same types of people hanging out and, and doing, you know, some, you know, beachside activities, but, uh, Obviously, those listening can't see it, but you are wearing a Hasbula t-shirt, and I could not respect that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it says Hasbula, <laughs> the, the champ. And he's literally wearing a UFC belt, like a championship yeah. belt. <laughs> My girlfriend actually got it for me because me and her, the memes on Instagram, just I die over them. I always, like every day, there's so many different ones. So, you know, she ended up buying me a shirt, and I always wear it. <laughs> that shirt is fucking incredible. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the best part was that the, actually I think last year the spring the spring scissor at Stafford Jimmy Blue had had him as his pit sign. I was dying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that guy's comical. Oh, uh, that was yeah. I remember seeing that. I had to talk to the crew about that one. That was fucking hilarious. But it's funny to follow him on Instagram too, because like I don't I don't see like many memes or anything like that. But Jimmy's always good to be fucking sharing some uh, Hasbula content. And any any almost Friday that comes up with Hasbula, I just gotta post that. I love that guy. Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, it just I don't know who doesn't like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I I think this is uh this has been pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you have anything else you want to tell us or ask us or anything like that? But uh, I think we all appreciate your time and, uh, you know, don't suck in sleeveless race cars, I guess. Yeah, I'll try not to. You guys do any racing? Bobby's doing some super. Uh, we we were talking. We want to build Brad a cop car. So Ox- you should. You Ox- should. Oxford's got this. Oxford's got this, like, it's, I don't, I think they're called cruisers and, it's basically just they're literally crown Victoria cop cars. You just put a cage in it and a number, and that's literally the old, the rules. That's all you can do. And uh, we should we should throw Brad in there and see what happens. That would be awesome. I would like we me and my buddy down here, Kyle. Would we always talk about? Uh, I just want to race something that you don't care about. Like the modified everything is so much pressure. Everything is so much money. 
But if you could just go out there in like a regular car and hit everything, like, uh, I just... am I am one fucking tire rub away from selling everything and just getting a fleet of cop cars. Yeah, that would be awesome. You <laughs> if get Brad out there and Tom the modified guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's already got it. He's already got a shell ready to rip. I guess. Yeah, rip the motor. New, put a new motor in there, and he's good to go. <laughs> He'd be wearing out Brad. I feel like if we put Tom in a cop car he would be the only driver that you could hear from the grandstands while they're racing. Screaming. <laughs> At the top of the lungs as he just, goes by. Just death grip and screaming. And it has 47 cameras in it. <laughs> I was just going to say that. He would, have a, he would have a GoPro in every angle. <laughs> He'd come off the fucking turn four at Oxford. And he's just going to the wall like, Tom, what the fuck happened? He's like, oh, GoPro. God, God forbid he hit the wall. Every person that stands would be getting hit by a GoPro. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone would need a helmet up in fucking Road G. Ten thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have a claimer rule like the cars can't be worth more than like two grand or whatever. And Tom's car would fail the claimer rule because there's ten thousand dollars. He's got a hundred dollar car and the rest in GoPros. <laughs> Oh, the, the cruisers the cruisers would be perfect for me though because i'm gonna be slinging beers up at the bar this year at oxford like pretty much every saturday i could just sling some beers drink some whatever run into the pits jump in the cruiser go out there race go back and party fucking sell some beer you know <laughs> Did, didn't they have a crown vic class at new smyrna i think so at the end of the week we had given yeah. up Smyrna after like wednesday because i couldn't stand to watch everybody ride around under yellow all night but uh, yeah i think they had them yeah, I don't blame you. It was I feel like it was definitely the worst year so far. Yeah, yeah. It was I mean it was pretty bad, but uh definitely like I remember there was one night we actually uh we turned it up well every day pretty early and uh we were out like tailgating in the parking lot and Bobby posted on his Snapchat story a video of you winning and I was watching it at Beachside and I'm like, Did Craig fucking win tonight? And I was like, Oh <laughs> shit, that was from fucking two years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I was uh yeah. You were the Tuesday night thirty five lap hero, weren't you? No, I was I was Mr. Monday Night. Monday the night. last yeah, the two Monday night the last two Monday nights I won, but every record's gotta come to end. Yeah. What happened what happened this year on Monday? What was that the was that the day that the tire fucking rolled onto the air clear? No, no. Monday was like my only good night. I finished seventh, but I just couldn't qualify. I qualify like fifteenth, sixteenth, and then it's just so hard to pass. Everyone's so equal. You know, it's like maybe you could, I got the seventh, but that was it. You know, was, there was no one touching the sixty anyway. <laughs> Did you uh, ever consider running anyone to Pat's clam stand, getting into one to pass them? <laughs> I just wasn't fast enough to do that, honestly. Like, I'm all for it if I got a good enough car to do it. You know, if you can get me on the front row with like green, white, checkered, I definitely will have no problem doing that. But. You know, running 15th, there's no point of doing that to get one spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so other than other than cop cars, what kind of what kind of cars would you like to try that you've never tried before? I always said I would like if someone. I was talking to John McKenney last year, and he was talking about. He was like, "Oh, would you would you be interested in driving my super modified?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" But after thinking about it, I'm like, man, those guys have a huge set of nuts. So I don't know. <laughs> I would like to try one, but uh, I mean, John, everything driving, else. Driving John's car would be tough because he hasn't lost a race with it in like four years. 
that's what I'm saying. So if I flounder around in the back, I just look like a nun. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if the thing's that good, I mean, John's obviously really good, but I could probably be competitive. I mean, I mean, I think maybe we we put Bobby in John's car and you in Bobby's car, and we just see what happens. Yeah, Bobby would probably smoke the field and then finish fifteenth. <laughs> no, I'd pull over and let you win, so I got a bigger, <laughs> so I got a bigger paycheck to win and finish second. True, true. The, the good news is there's not fifteen of them, so you can't finish fifteen. True, or you finish like tenth. Yeah, you, you're probably gonna get a top eight <laughs> <laughs> just for showing up, rolling out there. Yeah. yeah. Might as well just bring up Bobby's 350 and finish fucking eight. Yeah, right around yeah. the paycheck. You, you can try it at Thompson and believe how easy it is to hold it wide open all the way around. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I watched the big blocks and it's fucking – I've never been at Thompson. I've never driven anything at Thompson, obviously. But, I, yeah, that, that shit seems pretty fucking wild to me. I feel like with one little, like, oh, oop, you're fucking True. out of the water, you know? That that's actually what I was talking to John about it because I was like, yeah, but if you let me, I would want to race like Thompson. He was like, you're not going there your first time racing Thompson, just because like I guess the arrow and like he's like you turn, you just twitch to the right, it's over, it's gone. You get past the flag stand and then it just tries to exit out of the exit gate going down the front stretch, and you have to steer into it like expect it to happen. It makes no sense. It's the only place I've ever raced a super. Where you're going down the straightaway and you're like, it may go left when I lift or it may go right. We'll find out and then do it for 49 more laps. Yeah, exactly. Every life, every every turn you're on the edge of ending your life. <laughs> it's really not that bad. It's fine. Anyone can do it. Yeah, I mean, you should just like anything else. After you do it a couple times, you'll be comfortable. Is, is that the only thing that you, uh, you've you really been looking forward to trying? Or is that the only thing that you had a lead, lead on trying maybe? I mean, everything else, I feel like a modified is, is just badass. Like, I mean, I like the late models are cool. I ran like I ran one for two years, but I don't know. If anything else, I would want to go faster, like a super or something. Indy cars. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Because <laughs> those are cheap and easy yeah, and move, accessible. Move over, Jimmy Johnson. I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Have you talked to Ship Ganassi at all? No. No. That's tough. Well, he's going to he's gonna listen to this, and he'll give you a call to <laughs> see if you want you and Kyle Larson want to drive for the Indy 500 next year. Yeah, he's like, who are you? Oh, yeah, I never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the ones, the people that listen, but Chip fucking dials in every Monday or every Tuesday morning, first thing. When he asks who yeah. you are, to say, I'm fucking Mr. Monday. Well, it's obvious. <laughs> Not anymore, man. Not anymore. <laughs> seventh, seventh this year on Monday. Fuck, call me. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I mean, yeah. hey, you didn't, you, at least Monday you didn't tear it off. That was the night that uh, we almost wrecked in a rental car. So you were at the bar pretty <laughs> Yeah, because that was like a halfway decent finish for us. We were like, I ended up getting like, I got, I made my way up in the top 10. And then my buddy Sap killed me, put me up in the third groove, <laughs> went all the way to the back, came back forward. And I got stuck behind, behind someone else. Just seems like every lane I could get in, it was just. Just wasn't working out for me, but uh, the finish seventh was a good night for us, and then slowly went downhill from there. So <laughs> it's, it's always good to blow your load early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish it was better than that. <laughs> I, I assume. So I, I think I actually saw a Stafford post. But you got the Sizzler on the calendar this year? 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, my first race for Jimmy Page of the year. So uh, we're going to be running like uh, four races at Stafford between, you know, the Sizzler, two Friday night shows, and then that the Tri-Track one at the end. And you, and you ran the Sizzler last year too, though, right? Yeah, I ran it with the 82. And how, how'd that go for you? And uh, how, are you looking forward to getting back to Stafford? I assume that uh, it's a track. I feel like we've seen you run pretty good. Didn't, didn't you finish on the podium in something last year there? Yeah, actually, last year, everyone was booing me when I uh, got into Priest and spun him out at the, the full final. But, uh, yeah, Stafford's always been a good track. That was my first wheel and modified tour win. And then I actually had, from the tour, I had, like, the best consecutive finishes there in the last, like, three years. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Sizzlers was halfway decent for us. You know, the first, the format, of like the, that 40 lap heat race. Um, I was in a qualifier position and actually the fuel line fell off the fuel pump. So uh, that sucked. And then I had to make my way through the concierge and I think I ended up finishing like 10th or 11th. But um, yeah, the last time we were there with the double zero, the fall final, I feel like we were definitely competitive, you know, to be fast enough to spin out Ryan Priest. I mean, that's gotta be somewhat, somewhat close. But yeah, um, he was pretty pumped about that, I assume, right? Yeah, he was not a fan of mine. Uh, still not. But, um, you know, it was nothing intentional. It was just, you know, five to go. We were all running the top four, at, you know, the full final. So uh, it just, you know, just went the wrong way. And, you know, nothing was intentional. But it's what it is. Well, if you go back and do things a little different and you try that at the Sizzler, you're going to be right on Matt Hirschman's tail. So you'll be able to do that again this year. Well, not not the spinning out and Priest won't be there, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, if we could run with Matt, it would be a good day. You'll probably get cheered for getting Matt out, though. Everybody fucking hates him. Nah. Yeah, no. Everyone hates him because he's good. You know, everyone doesn't like to see the same guy winning. So, uh I mean, Woody's been pretty fast, so maybe he'll have a run, you know, have a run at him. But, uh, you know, he's just, if you start on the back, it'd be interesting just so everyone else has a fair shot. Now, Ryan, Ryan Priest is a fan of uh, is of our show. So is Woody. And uh, we actually didn't touch on this, but you actually are starting to hold up some history of some BFP on BFP violence. Uh, what happened with you and Jake Johnson in the tour race at New Smyrna? <laughs> um actually i was i was hanging on for dear life at that point i bent the left front spindle and i was i think i was three laps down or whatever and i think jake was either one or he was on the lead lap and uh my spotter actually told me coming down i guess his his radio was dying so he was going to switch his batteries out and um he's like you're coming down the front stretch she's like the three cars five cars back you know i'm just i'll switch my battery out and, you know, I'll be good. I'm like, all right. So if you go down to turn one, he says, you know, three car, five back. Next, you know, I just get slammed in the door, spun out. We both spun an infield. I'm like, man, I feel like a jackass. Like this guy was on the lead lap, you know. That's the worst thing. And it gets like if you're in a lead lap, they get spun out by a lap car. And then uh, I was actually pitting next to Jake. And he came in and said sorry to me. I'm like, <laughs> we were both, you know, we both thought we did something wrong. But ultimately, it was just. A bad deal. Well, like I told you at Beachside, we were all at home watching on TV, and uh, the race was starting to get pretty boring, so it was nice of you and Jake to go, oh, all my buddies want a yellow and to clean each other out. 
Yeah, I mean, I was begging for a caution, but didn't want to be the one, but especially <laughs> with Jake. But I guess it worked out for everyone. The fans getting a show and <laughs> us getting a break. Yeah, we, we typically don't condone BFP on BFP violence, but you can at least now say that you've wrecked a NASCAR Cup Series driver, so that's cool, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know, uh, <laughs> that's one thing I could say. I mean, he's doing big things, and I get to say that he hated me once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, the highlights the highlights live forever. Not only have you wrecked a uh, Cup Series driver now, but you've also uh, wrecked the guy that uh, won the uh, Snowflake 100, so. Yeah, you wrecked the same guy Bobby wanted to punch when he was 15. <laughs> Another thing to add to the resume. <laughs> uh, well, uh, as you continue to uh, add things to your resume, uh, you can now say that you've been a guest on the Black Flag podcast. So congratulations. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Literally all it took was someone dropping a tire on your car. Yeah. yeah dropping a tire and running like... 7th to 15th during the week. <laughs> if I want to race, you got to be like, nah, not interviewing him. Yeah, typically, <laughs> typically you got to win or flip, and we will take a uh, toss tire off the hauler as a nice honorable mention to get you on the show. All, all jokes yeah, aside, though, I think I speak for the three of us, definitely myself. I've been a fan of yours for quite some time. I know we like to root for you at Thompson when we're belligerent in the backstretch. We were all there two years ago when you won the World Series, and that was pretty cool. I appreciate it. It's it's uh it's cool to have guys like you who uh pull for somebody like myself and uh same thing with you, you know, to, to watch the supers and stuff, you're always the guy that I pull for. So that's probably because you don't know anybody else, but <laughs> No, I know a couple guys. <laughs> uh it, it's always nice when uh someone well not nice obviously, but when there's BFP on BFP violence, you know, it, if it's if it's someone that we like wrecking someone that we like, we just we we don't talk about it really. We just kind of look away and like, oh, I didn't see anything. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Just a racing deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Just a racing deal. Well, this is uh, this has been good. Again, thank you again for uh, lending us some of your time. This has been uh, interesting to learn a little bit about you, and I think that people listening know more about you now than they did probably about 40 minutes ago. I sh- I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. No yeah, worries, thanks, so. for, thanks for uh, not coming on here and trying to record with a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing I got better than Luke. <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll have to have a, a beer at twelve at the uh, the Sizzler. Yeah, for sure. All right, ten four, man. Appreciate it. All right, later, guys. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.